On today's episode, a tale about a pair of panicky alcoholic insects who kick off a truly tragic series of events. My name is Zach Stewart, and these are the Shadow Bear Story Sessions. Welcome to the Shadow Bear Story Sessions, the podcast where we explore and appreciate just how insanely dark and chaotic folk tales and fairy tales used to be before movies and TV cleaned them up, which in my opinion just made them way less fun. We want the Grizzly Originals, so here I've got the most true to the original versions of Grimm's Fairy Tales that I could find, and we're going front to back, and at the end of each episode, I'll adapt the tale into a completely made-up modern-day movie or TV show, so let's not waste any time. Today's episode, Little Louse and Little Flea. We begin. A little louse and a little flea were living together in a house and were brewing beer in an eggshell when the louse fell in and was scalded. Again, I love how these folktales just get right to it. We do not set the scene at all. Then the flea began to scream as loud as he could, and the little door to the room asked, Why are you screaming, little flea? Because little louse has been scalded. Then the little door began to creak, and a little broom in the corner asked, Why are you creaking, door? Why shouldn't I creak? Little louse has just got scalded. Little flea is weeping. Alright, what the hell is going on? We've got a couple insects... Brewing beer in an eggshell. No problem there, but for some reason it has a real drug den kind of vibe. And now the door is talking. Everyone's freaking out and crying because the louse fell into their eggshell beer barrel. This is utter chaos. I'm loving it. Then the little broom began to sweep in a frenzy. And when a little cart came driving by, it asked, Why are you sweeping, broom? Don't know why he's asking. That's not really out of character. Why shouldn't I sweep? Little louse has just got scalded. Little flea is weeping. Little door is creaking. It's too many characters right out of the gate. These inanimate objects are super defensive too. Broom is sweeping, which is what brooms do. I don't know why the cart is asking why the broom is sweeping or why the broom is so defensive about the question. Why shouldn't I sweep? Everyone's freaking out, so I'm sweeping. Back off, cart. In fairness, it's probably understandable. If you're a broom, sweeping is probably how you deal with most situations. You're going to have angry sweeping, and if you're stressed out, you're going to have some anxious sweeping. And so that's what he's doing. He's sweeping. Let him sweep, cart. Mind your own business. We continue. Well, then I'm going to race around, said the little cart, and it began racing around furiously. And the little dung heap... Oh, God. Which it passed, asked, Why are you racing around, little cart? Why shouldn't I race around? Little louse has just got scalded. Little flea is weeping. Little door is creaking. Little broom is sweeping. Then I'm going to burn with fury, said the little dung heap. And it began to burn in bright flames. Ah, Now we've got a literal big flaming pile of shit. This is going downhill 
so fast. Everyone, everyone needs to just take a step back, calm down. Nobody is helping Laos, by the way. The one who got scalded and kicked off this whole mess. Then a little tree nearby asked, Why are you burning, little dung heap? Why shouldn't I burn? Little louse has just got scalded. Little flea is weeping. Little door is creaking. Little broom is sweeping. Little cart is racing. Well, then I'm going to shake myself, said the tree, and it shook itself so hard that all its leaves began to fall. Then a maiden with a water jug came by and asked, Little tree, why are you shaking? Why shouldn't I shake? Little louse has just got scalded. Little flea is weeping. Little door is creaking. Little broom is sweeping. Little cart is racing. Little dung heap is burning. I'm just going to go ahead and guess that the maiden probably could tell that the dung heap was burning. Probably smells pretty terrible for a long way in all directions. Well, then I'm going to break my little water jug, said the maiden, and as she was breaking it, the little spring from which the water came asked, Maiden, why are you breaking the little water jug? That's a fair question. That's just totally pointless. Everything is pretty in line with what those things do. Breaking a water jug. You presumably just went to go get the water. Totally counterproductive. That's worthy of a question. Why shouldn't I break it? Hey, there's no logic to this. Everyone's like, why shouldn't I? Before listing a bunch of nonsense that's all unrelated to each other. You can say that about literally anything. Even the most illogical, pointless activity if someone questions you. The phrase, why shouldn't I, does not explain or justify anything under any circumstances, really. And in this case, why shouldn't you? Because it's not helpful or even related to any of the things you just mentioned. It actually makes this whole situation a lot worse. So, stop it. Why shouldn't I break it? Little louse has just got scalded. Little flea is weeping. Little door is creaking. Little broom is sweeping. Little cart is racing. Little dung heap is burning. Little tree is shaking. Goodness gracious, said the little spring. Then I'm going to flow. And it began to flow so violently that they were all drowned in the water. The maiden, the little tree... The little dung heap, the little cart, the little door, the little flea, and the little louse. Every last one of them. The end. Okay, I love this story. I think this is super relevant, universally applicable, phenomenal message. By the way, most of these things are inanimate objects who wouldn't die from being submerged in water, and I think the river putting out the dung fire was actually a positive thing, but we'll put all that aside, because the point remains, I, I fucking love this story, and you can tell whoever wrote this story had a great time coming up with all the stuff. I mean, they literally had a burning pile of shit, so you know they got a sense of humor about it with their storytelling. I actually think this folktale is a pretty good representation of just old folktales in general. It's a story in which everyone dies in comical fashion, and it's got a great message to it. Ticks all the boxes of a great folktale. How have I not heard this before? How are we all not telling our children this folktale? The intended lesson is clearly when something bad happens, panicking and freaking out just make everything worse. So keep calm, address the problem, 
and to move on. Fantastic message. Universally applicable. If your reaction to something is not actually helping fix that thing, maybe it's not worth doing that reaction. Happens a lot today as well. People react and comment on stuff and blast a bunch of tweets and social media bullshit about things. They're not actually helping the situation. They're not actually fixing anything. They're just freaking out and panicking to no positive end. Just freaking out and panicking, and it's not helping anything. I think this is one of the cleanest, clearest, best folktales we've done so far. Normally, I have the intended lesson and the actual lesson. I don't know that I can come up with an actual lesson, because the actual lesson is pretty spot on. It's the intended lesson. But for fun, let's just say that the actual lesson is, or a secondary lesson is, keep your problems away from the dung heap. If you've got a person in your life who's already a dung heap, don't bring your own problems to them. Don't bring whatever's stressing you out or or really concerning in the community. Don't bring it to that person. Unless the problem at hand directly affects the dung heap, just leave the dung heap out of it. Just let them be. They're already a pile of shit. They've got enough to deal with. How's that for metaphor? So if you've got a problem concerning you, don't trouble the dung heap. They're not going to make it any better, and they're probably just going to start burning And then everything's going to get a whole lot worse. There you go. Secondary lesson. Let's adapt this thing. So this is just a chain of ridiculous chaos. I'm picturing a movie. I don't know how you could drag this out. I guess you could drag it out, but I'm picturing a movie here. And for the setting, let's go American Old West. Cowboys kind of vibe. Old frontier town. Let's keep the beer brewing thing. I like that. So we've got two business partners and friends named... Normally I don't name the characters, but I like old-timey Western character names. So I'm going to name them. First one is named Chick Nelson, and the other one is named Olhas. Olhas. And Chick Nelson is played by Jack Black, and Olhas is played by Michael C. Hall. And so these two Old West business partners have a brewery. And they supply beer to the whole town. So it's a big operation. One day, they're working in the brewery, and Old Hoss falls from a ladder and breaks his legs. Both of them snap, broken, immediately. Chick Nelson, slash Jack Black, sees this and immediately freaks out. He doesn't know what to do. He's seeing his friend injured like this. He just starts crying and is like, you'll never walk again. What are we going to do? I can't do this on my own. And he runs out of the brewery. Leave an old poor Haas right there on the floor with his damn broken legs. So Chick Nelson hops right on his horse and rides straight to old Haas's house and tells his wife, who's played by Kristen Wiig, that old Haas had a terrible accident at the brewery and nothing will ever be the same and he's so sorry. And he, and he hops right back on his horse and he just rides sobbing straight off into the horizon. And because he was so panicked and inconsolable and just blabbering like an idiot, naturally just Kristen Wiig thinks Olas is dead. She thinks her husband's dead. She has to assume that. Why would he be freaking out this much and saying how horrible and nothing will ever be the same and he's so, so sorry about this accident? So then she panics and she tells their teenage son that his father's dead and they've got no money saved and soon they'll be poor. So she needs to sell the farm and sell all their belongings and she just starts throwing everything into boxes. We gotta sell this, we gotta sell that. And the teenage son is like, We ain't selling nothing. 
and he grabs his pistol and hops on his horse and rides into town straight to the bank. He's got a bandana over his face and he bursts into the bank, shoots the security guard straight away and just yells, give me all the money in that there safe or I'm going to start shooting everybody. Now the bank manager is like, the hell you are, I ain't never been robbed and I don't plan on starting today. And he grabs the oil lantern on the wall and he throws it and shatters it against the door that leads to the safe room. And the whole wall goes up in flames. And the teenage son is like, you're crazy, old man. The bank manager yells back, crazy like a fox. The bank might burn, but that safe will still be standing with more than enough money inside to rebuild the bank five times over. And he just laughs and laughs and laughs like a psycho as the flames grow. And so then everyone just scatters and runs out of the bank as the flames spread. And the flames jump to the next building over. And before too long, the fire is out of control and it's just chaos in the streets and everyone's running around and someone shouts that the whole damn town's burning down and quick just just save whatever you can and so people start running into places and just throwing everything they can out onto the street some people see this happening and see an opportunity and so then people just start running around looting every place and also taking all the stuff that's being thrown out onto the streets and someone runs into the brewery and right as they start rolling a barrel of beer Toward the door, they turn and they're like, Oh shit, old Haas, is that you? What happened? And old Haas is like, I fell off that ladder there and broke my damn legs and I can't get no help. This chick Nelson panicked immediately and just ran off crying. And since then, I've just been down here calling for help, but nobody can hear me. So what the hell's going on out there? It sounds like madness. And so the looter is like, well, the whole town's burning up, Haas. Oh, we got to get you out of here. The fire's spreading this way. So the leader picks him up and he puts him in a wheelbarrow and he's pushing him towards the door when Ol' Ha says, Hey, were you going to steal that barrel of beer? He was rolling it towards the door there, but the leader just says, Nah, nah, you're you're just seeing things, Haas. The pain in your legs is making you crazy. Let's get you some help quick. And as they reach the street, we just see Chick Nelson, Jack Black, galloping down the street and the horse is dragging a cart. And on top of that cart is the bank safe. And Chick Nelson is just bawling his eyes out, sobbing as he rides that horse and carries that safe straight by them and just off into the distance, into the night, like a madman. The end. So there we go. I think that captures the spirit of the original overreacting to an accident, and the whole damn town burns down. Also, I got to do a terrible southern accent, so hopefully that was fun for y'all. And that will do it for this week's episode. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And also send me any of your own adaptation ideas over on Twitter or Instagram. You can check out the website, ShadowBearStorySessions.com. You can donate or contact me there. You can send me some feedback. Come on back next week for an episode titled... Maiden Without Hands. Maiden Without Hands. Real on the nose. And I'm guessing it's not any more complicated than that. There's just going to be a girl with no hands. So we'll get all the details in what I'm sure will be a super lighthearted story next week. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Zach Stewart, and these are the Shadow Bear Story Sessions. Thank you.